You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. We're cultural observers. And of curious minds. Get ready for sisterly banter while we chat about fixations, learnings, and personal growth. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello and welcome back to the last episode of OK Sis. My name is Maddie. Oh, last episode of 2020. Sorry. I literally wrote that on my Instagram story because I posted a photo of our equipment. I was like, last episode of OKC. Wait, 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 no, no, no. Wait, no, 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 no. We'll literally be back next week. No, no, no. We'll be back next week, but it is the last episode of 2020. Wow. Insane. I mean, just like, can we take a moment of silence for 2020? Like, let's just fucking move. Let's ground ourselves and move forward. Let's just leave 2020 in the past and we're choosing to move forward. Yes, but before we do that, can I introduce myself? Because I haven't said Ooh, my name sorry. yet. Sorry, um, who are you? Yeah, who am I? Who am I? Uh, <laughs> just you know, I'm Scout. I am a Mad's older sister. Uh, of OK says, are you drinking wine? Yeah, I'm on vacation. Why didn't you? Why didn't you tell oh, me? Oh, I thought we just always have wine when we record. We no. <laughs> okay, awesome. Sorry, <laughs> glad to get the memo. Anyways. Um, yes, I am Scout, the older sister of the OKSIS podcast community. I know. Where did this start that we started like saying, like placing the emphasis on words at the end with like a French asterisk or no French uh, accent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's probably an entire historical breakdown uh, that we could what's do. It called sociological breakdown of the inflections <laughs> of different words <laughs> on OKSIS. and how they... 
and how no not on okisis how oh. it's related to history and cultures and languages no, but like the community like we have been saying weird shit like that all year well you know who knows what my shit is because i come up with random accents randomly so this is true this is true all right well yeah. you know what okay. stop with the jibber jabber we're done with the jib jab oh. <laughs> <laughs> we are not gonna do a huge intro because we have a lot to talk about sisters we are going to recap 2020 for you we're going to talk about what we learned this is not your average 2020 recap okay um i stole some of the prompts from the girls night in latest newsletter because i thought they were just super accurate in categorizing 2020 as a you know great year that we've all uh, experienced together so we are going to do some like you know, obviously recaps, but it's not your boring 2020 recap, okay? Wait, what what's, What constitutes an average 2020 recap? You know, like, here's what happened. Here was the good, the bad. Like, what, but it's like, where ours is going to be just so much more than that. There's so much more depth Ow. to our year that Ow. we would like to impart Ow. onto our sisters. Mm, okay well the judge will be out on that one after people listen to this episode let's see if we live up to this not your average 2020 recap situation um but before we hop into your not average 2020 recap situation let's do a round of current fixations i'll go first because i usually go first and i feel like we should continue with that as our last episode of 2020 Take a shot every time we say 2020. Okay. (laughs) My. (laughs) That was, that was, that was so unnatural for you to say. Yeah. I don't take shots. I don't take shots. Um, Okay. Wait, TBT to our, one of our first, actually our first IG live this year where Jenna and Alexa dared me to take a tequila shot in my home while in quarantine. And it was just. It was a low point, yeah. I would say. TBT to Janet and Alexa also daring me, but me having enough self-assurance to say, no, sorry, girls. What did they but dare no. you? Oh, oh, to take a shot. They dared us both right, to take right, a right. shot, and you were like, okay, and I was like, yeah, you know, right, anything, that's not happening Anything for, for the brand. We got to do it for the brand. Yeah, clear, <laughs> clearly, clearly. Okay, so my current fixation is Dr. Wayne Dyer, the late Dr. Wayne Dyer, He is a spiritual teacher, and um, I've read his books before, but the one that I'm reading right now is called I'll See It When I Believe It, and it truly is every single part or chapter or theme is another spiritual breakdown of concepts that I'm familiar with, but maybe haven't integrated into my psyche or my subconscious or really felt on a visceral level, and he has a way with words that it's not even his... I'm such a prose girl because I'm obnoxious like that. It's not even the way he writes. It's not his prose that excites me. There's something. He just, he transmutes. He communicates effectively. He cuts through the fat. He pierces your soul. He's truly an angel on earth. Well, unfortunately, not on earth anymore, but looking over us. And um, I just just an actual angel. Yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're so right. An actual angel. Um, I have had to put this book down at times because he's blowing my mind too much. And I'm like, I can't shed this many old perspectives this quickly. I so need so to what is an example of something that 
has pierced any i mean i saw your instagram story today i know there has been a spiritual awakening in the household of scout so what what was this particularly so i actually recounted it all on my scout podcast but essentially this idea that we're all one has always kind of confused me like i you know like okay we share the same dna and we share the same behaviors and what does that mean you know i've never felt this like oneness with humanity until he kind of started describing it and it just hit me so profoundly. Like it hit me that when someone experiences a tragedy, let's say in Iran or Iraq, it's that Iran, creates a ripple it's effect. It's pronounced Iran or oh. Iraq. Oh, okay. Sorry. That I have an, Ir- tragedy, I have an Iranian boyfriend, so I have to. Yes, I know you do. Yeah, I know. That tragedy has a ripple effect that eventually gets, permeated back into my world so to show this on a micro level if you see someone crying on the street and you go up to them and you offer assistance that could change the course of their day and in changing the course of their day they go on and the people they see that day they're meeting them with a different attitude than they would have if you hadn't shown them a level of empathy and compassion and then those people are receiving that person in that form and then those people go on and it creates this ripple effect to a point that every little minor thing we are all doing at all times is interconnected into this web of action that affects us all and so it I've understood that my ripple the ripple effect that I want to bring onto this world is one of positivity. So I have a responsibility in all of my actions and all of the ways I show up to show up in empathy, grace, compassion, and love because what I do here in San Diego, in this room, will affect the person in Australia. Mm. And it's so wild to me that everything is that interconnected. And then on top of that, that I am like a single cell in the organism that is humanity, in the organism that is the planet, in the organism, and it goes higher and higher and higher. And so in that sense, I can now hold a paradox in my mind that I am both super fucking small and not important, and yet I have the choice to make that stitch in the tapestry important and strong and for the better. Mm -hmm. And it's just all this fucking humanity connection. I'm I don't know what to do with it. It's it's too much. Yeah. It's too much it's in too my much. mind. It's too much. I know. It reminds me a little bit about I was listening to Dax Shepard's podcast and he had the author of Sapiens, Yuval. I apologize. I forget his last name. Um, but I, essentially, I've been wanting to read Sapiens. and But a, I think the biggest takeaway is that, like, we're all fucking insignificant. Like, we're all just such small parts of this whole fucking game i don't know but but we're so but we're so important of course but it's just like through our evolution like if you just think about how just like nothing we are in a way it's like really it's like scary in a way to think about that yeah but spirituality takes that nothing and gives it purpose it shows you that you have influence over all of humanity's humanity's trajectory which is crazy that's a lot to unpack on a sunday morning dude it happened in like 10 pages i had to stop i was like i think i'm gonna have a mushroom trip not on mushrooms i think i'm gonna hyperventilate it was really intense for me you know when you mentioned pros i just was thinking about like we we are pros whores oh i mean 
you've made fun of me for this, but I am. I studied literature in the like, fragmented time I went to college. Fragmented time. Like we are such whores for good prose. Like sometimes I'll recommend books and be like, "Oh no, story is shit." Like you read it for the prose. Yeah, that's a great sweatshirt yeah. or a book bag. Read reading it for the prose. So to get super intense on you, Flaubert, who wrote Madame Bovary, made the case that the only thing that matters in literature is the prose. So the storyline of Madame Bovary is not that complex and it's not really that interesting, except for the fact that she's like this tragic woman. He was like, it's all about the prose. And so that's when the unbearable lightness of being can't tell you. I can't tell you what uh, what it's about. No, no, no. That's that's not about. I wrote a whole analyst and. (laughs) <laughs> I wrote a whole analytical research paper on that book. I read it four times back to oh, back shit. and came up with what it's about. Oh, I know exactly so you had what to it's read about. it four times, though, to understand what it was about. Yeah, it's highly philosophical. Oh, I see. What's it? What's his name? Vladimir Nobokov? No. Uh, that Milan Kundera oh, is the one that wrote Vladimir The Unbearable Nobokov? Lightness of Being. He's the one that wrote, um, he wrote Lolita. Lolita. Got it. Got it. Getting my, uh, yeah. you know, male authors <laughs> mixed up. Ugh, I know so many male authors. I know you I do. studied the shit out of them in Ma- Maybe, remember, um, what's your fave? What's your go-to? Lydia Davis? No. Murakami. Murakami. We always said, from the beginning of this podcast, two and a half years ago, if Murakami had an Instagram, Scout would be the, there in the DMs, day one. Day one. I would kiss, he's the only person I would literally kiss his feet. Like, I would get down on my knees and kiss even, his feet. Even in the COVID times? Mm-hmm. Okay. Especially in oh, the COVID times. Oh, well, all right. You heard it here first. <laughs> okay. okay. What is, we are going off the rails. What is your current fixation? I know. I'm sorry. Okay. My current fixation, um, it's the crown. I've been hardcore binging, binging it. Um, I'm on the end of season three. So I'm going to be coming into the newly released season four that touches on Princess Diana, which I'm so stoked about to see how they portray her. And because I really, you know, I'm not really a royal family stan. I mean, now I am because I'm just like in it. And I also take everything that happens in the show as reality and as fact, even though I know it's like highly dramatized. But I, I just, I am enamored with this family. I think they are so fascinating and they're just the, the, I can't even like say what I'm trying to say. Like, it's such a archaic system, yet they are still human beings with emotions, of course, but it's like they are just wrapped up in this hierarchy and they they have to navigate it. And if you don't play by the rules, you're exiled. It's just fascinating. Yeah. It's fascinating. So I highly recommend. It's a good binge. I mean, you know what? You got to put on subtitles because I don't know what the fuck they're saying. Um, and it's a little boring at times. I will say it's like a little, there's a little lulls because it's very, you know, it's history. Like there's a lot of, you know, moments in history that I'm like, okay, let's, you know, but fascinating. Great to see behind the scenes. I am just not a royal person. I don't really find them that interesting. I tried watching the crown with you and like, it was good, but I, I don't think I could binge it. I have after every episode, I'm like Wikipedia, Wikipedia, every person, every event, every, it's everything. A web. Like it's a there's web. There's just so many, the web. Oh, I went down a dark hole. First I started with the Royal family and the whole web. Then I went to the Kennedy family. Oh, don't even get me yeah, started on the Kennedy family. Don't even get me started. 
How many deaths in that yeah, fucking family? Yeah, I would be more interested in learning about the Kennedys because that feels closer to home. Whereas I feel weird being a fan of English royalty. Like, they're not our king or queen, you know? Yeah, that's weird. They, I have no loyalty to them. They it have no sovereignty over me. It just feels it feels weird to be obsessed with them. I don't know why. Yeah, it is. It is. But highly recommend. Great show. Also, I just realized it's so interesting to me how when you put people in different scenarios, they're so different. And not that not that they're not their true selves, but that we have so many layers to ourselves. So like literally this morning, I recap my spiritual awakening on my podcast and I just listened to it before hopping on here. And then you asked me to recount it. And they are completely fucking different recounts with different energy behind it, with different Be- delivery. Yeah, because you know, I it's bring crazy. out something in you that is just playfulness and delight. You know, there are dimensions to you, Scout, and people deserve to see all of them. You're my natural Adderall. That's what you are. That is a great compliment. I like that. I am like, we are just swinging out phrases today. Hi, sisters. We have to talk to you about something that is making us feel like we get to relive our childhood every morning. So we all remember the days as kids when breakfast was our favorite bowl of cereal. But as we have gotten older, we have also grown mindful about what we are eating on a daily basis and have been trying to cut out those sugary processed foods. But we never outgrew the magic of cereal from our childhood, which is why we are so grateful that Magic Spoon exists. Also, their cereal box art is on point, and what's a product on OKSIS without great branding? Magic Spoon cereals have zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. And it tastes so heavenly that I don't feel like I'm compromising on taste. Their cereals are also keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Out of the four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry, my favorite is cocoa. I love a chocolate moment. Oh, my favorite is definitely frosted. So, sisters, in the spirit of not compromising on childhood treats, you get free shipping, which is $5 off, on a variety pack of Magic Spoon cereal by going to www.magicspoon.com slash OKSIS and using code OKSIS at checkout. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a hundred percent happiness guarantee so if you don't like it for any reason they will refund your money no questions asked that's magicspoon.com slash okaysis and use the code okaysis o-k-a-y-s-i-s for free shipping ever since having a baby i've been extremely conscious about what i spend my money on and which products i use and clothing is no different i want my wardrobe to be sustainable good quality and timeless you have to be talking about whimsy and row right Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. 
Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute, I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Okay, sisters, back to the episode. Okay, let's get into the not your average 2020 (laughs) (laughs) Lord, Lord. Okay, Mads, why don't you go first? What have you learned from 2020? What have I learned from 2020? I mean, apart from the obvious um, that I would like to be... Be perpetually in a state of comfort, a la sweatsuits. I feel as though I do not ever need jeans in my life ever again. That is something like I I have deeply learned in the quarantine. Um, other things was that I I don't need a lot. Um, you know, Ben and I moved in together this year. We'll talk a little bit about like our bright spots, and I realized like. Him and, like, I really only need him in our beautiful apartment. Like, that's really, that's really just all anyone needs is, like, a beautiful environment to work from home and then, and then a significant other and a support system. And obviously, I mean, many people have said this, is that we kind of have funneled down a lot of the, 
you know, accessories and things. And we've talked about this, about um, social interactions, uh, you know, depreciating this year. And we are totally fine with it. And we feel so much more like energized and restored throughout the week um, without all these like obligations after work. And so I think we're going to we're going to take that into 2021. I mean, don't get me wrong. You you and I have both said like the moment we can get to a bar and just get like crazy I want to do it once I just want to do it once in 2021 and then I'm done like we need to get it out of our systems but other than that I think I'm taking this routine and this new lifestyle into 2021 yeah I love that and I couldn't agree more I think 2020 has taught me that there was a lot of excess that I was doing um it taught me that I was constantly going. I was here. I was in LA. I was going to the office. I was doing this. I was doing that. I was having happy hours every night. And without even driving places, there is so much time just to be. And I think that I realized that that hamster wheel wasn't working in my favor. Um, The minute I got off the hamster wheel and actually did less was when my business grew, was when OKSIS grew was when all of these things started flourishing in my life, but I was technically working less. Like I was technically doing less. And so in this state of just being, which I think that in the pursuit, like everyone is telling, everyone always tells you slow down, like being still is the most important thing, but to really reap the benefits of it, you need that over a long period of time. And so I think that 2020 gave us that opportunity to be still and pause and calm down a little bit over a long period of time. And so what I learned is that I don't need to be doing all those things. I can live whichever way I want. I can work from home. I can work from there. I can work from here. And that in that my favorite thing to be is kind of just with myself. Like I, I just like being with me. Same girl. Same. And, and I like being with you. Oh, but like, thank you. But like, I, I do have energetic hangovers after you after you spend the weekend at my house. <laughs> Your face. I what? Like you someone, just gave me the best compliment, and then like, <laughs> someone said, "Can I hang out with you?" I was like, "Look, my sister just left for the weekend. Like, I need to just be alone." <laughs> you know what? I I get it. Touche. Yeah. Touche. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. So what are we most grateful for in 2020? I think it, we don't even have to say it. Like we're just grateful for our health. I think a lot of this year has been anxiety over being healthy and making sure that we are not coming in contact with the virus, being as diligent as possible. So like above all, like health. And then piggybacking off that, because you don't have anything if you don't have health, um, I'm so, so incredibly grateful that my vocation and my career and my passions are industries that were not impacted by the coronavirus and that I have still been able to economically flourish in a time when so many people have been displaced from their jobs. And so that doesn't go by me for a second every single day to know that I can work. I am not legally required to not show up to work and not get a paycheck, but that I am in a position where I can continue building my business, building OKSIS. And I think that that the privilege of a job, while it's always been a privilege, was very heightened and, and, you know, shown very apparent this year that it's not, it's not a guarantee. 
for sure. Um, you know, switching gears, something that I'm so grateful for is TikTok. I mean, really um, carried me through this year. The entertainment was just on par. Incredible. The community is amazing over there. If you haven't joined TikTok yet, not really sure what you're doing on the internet. But honestly, something about TikTok like saved all of us. Like we were just needing this type of brevity and this play again the playfulness like it's it's unlike any other place on the internet I'm telling you so I'm very I'm very you know grateful for my introduction into TikTok it's been one year since I've been on TikTok happy TikTok anniversary to me and um it has just it's increased my life for the better oh I am grateful that Kenzie and Lauren Elizabeth not related that's not funny, but I used to think they were, um, <laughs> convinced me to read on my iPad because ever oh, since yes. I started reading on my iPad this year and ever since they convinced me to do that, I have read more than I have ever read in my entire life. This year, I think I'm coming in at 23 books. Okay, wait, this is, is a great wild. segue. So what have been your favorite books? Okay, so my favorite, favorite books, uh, obviously Untamed by Glennon Doyle, I think just spoke to women's souls all over the world. It was a beautiful example of the female experience living in today's patriarchal society, modern society, whatever you want to call it. Um, she also awakened something in me that completely changed my life in that there's this anecdote that she talks about how she says, I would get to the point where I didn't think that I could bear the pain anymore. But then I realized that, like, I'm totally, this is not her words. Then she realized that 15 seconds later, she was still there bearing the pain. So that technically, she could bear the pain, and she could and did survive all of those years before that. And so for me, in my mental illness, I would get to these points where I believed I couldn't do it anymore. And that would result in suicidal ideation or driving myself to the hospital. And it made me realize, I was like, oh, wait, no, but I, I have been doing it, which means I can do it which means I can survive. So Glennon Doyle yeah. uh, I was going to say my, my bit, my biggest takeaway that still is a, is ingrained in me to today is we can do hard things. Like whenever something difficult or challenging comes my way, I always think I can do hard things. And that is Same. Glennon Doyle. Dude, uh, she changed everybody's lives. That was like she my number number one book, but real quick, Top, I want to keep going. I mean, wait, I'm going to manifest um, 2021. We will have Glennon Doyle on the pod. Yeah. Let's just put it out there. Oy, Let's put it out there. Hard, it's okay. a hard one. I've been trying to get her on my client's podcast for a while. Yeah, she's she's a hard one. But it'll happen. Um, uh, this is the year that I read a shit ton of memoirs. So I read Mariah Carey's memoir, Jessica Simpson's, Demi Moore, Ali Wong, and this other guy. I forgot his name. He was a producer in Hollywood. Um, so that was interesting. I had never tapped into the memoir genre, but mm-hmm. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I recommend... From that list, Mariah Carey's and Jessica Simpson's the most. Yeah. Um, so talking about my obsession with TikTok, I did go semi-viral this year on TikTok because I started reading romance novels. I don't know what um, implored me to start reading romance novels. I think I was just kind of wanting a different type of genre. And I also wanted something that was just easy and fun to read so 
Um, basically, I'm a romance novel influencer now. You can call me that. And my favorite ones that I read this year were Beach Read by Emily em- Beach Read by Emily Henry, The Hating Game by Sally Thorne, The Proposal by Jasmine Guillory, It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover, and then The, Quis- the Kiss Quotient um, by Helen Huang, I believe her name is. Yes. So um, highly recommend if you want to get into romance novels. I mean, look. It's not prose, okay? We're just talking about being prose whores. Don't expect that. But do expect some steamy moments, some, uh, you know, sexual awakenings, if you will, um, and just a, a nice love story. I mean, who, like, what What are we doing? Why don't we just read some nice love stories? That's what I have, uh, I've learned in 2020. Yeah, that was really uh, my reading endeavors. spot, it feels like. Um mm-hmm. I also just want to also recommend uh, some spiritual books if you are in the mood. Uh, starting with Gabby Bernstein, I reread The Universe Has Your Back, which I think is such a great digestible spiritual book. And then I took it super fucking woo-woo with Spirit Hacking by Shaman Durek, which I would not recommend if you're just getting into spirituality. He goes through some wild shit. Um, and then anything Wayne Dyer. Anything Wayne Dyer. But... When it comes to literature, fiction literature, the prize, while Normal People by Sally Rooney is a is a close second, uh, the prize goes to On Earth We're Briefly Gorgeous by Ocean Vong, which was whew, beautiful. Whew. Whew. Okay, let's go into favorite OK Sis moments. Oh, my God. Okay, so... <laughs> Obviously, we started this year super fucking high at our live event at the Dream Hollywood Hotel. This was pre-COVID, even though my husband had warned me about COVID the week of this event, which was in January. Um, But I I can't believe that was this year. It it doesn't feel like this year. I mean, crazy. Um, And then other kind of highlights through the year was we doubled our audience, which... Hi, sisters. Thanks for. Oh, my God. I just sounded like James Charles. Hi, sisters. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for joining us um, on this crazy ride. Um, and then also we did a podcast accelerator group with the girls, the girls, the ladies, the women of the Almost 30 podcast, Lindsay and Krista. Really informative, a great investment into our podcast and into ourselves. Um, that was really exciting. And then also I think some. Stand, I mean, look, all, every guest that we had this year was phenomenal and we girl crush over every single person we have on this podcast. I think some highlights for me was Esther Pavitsky. Were, sorry, were Esther Pavitsky, uh, the comments by celebs, girls, and the episode with Dom Roberts, which we did right after George Floyd was murdered. And that was a really, I think, a big turning point in our podcast and the content that we deliver and our intentionality and the way we spoke about, not even, not even politics, but the way we spoke about race and the world we live in and our relationship to it. And um, it felt like a, a really pivotal moment in the OKSIS 2020 trajectory. Yeah, I think that OKSIS having this podcast gave us space to really delve into our relationship to racial injustice in this country. And when George Floyd was murdered and when BLM kind of resurfaced into this incredibly powerful movement, 
having this podcast was this catalyst for me and Mads to really sit down together and say, where are we in this? Where can we help in this? And where can we change? And where can we unlearn? And where can we educate ourselves? And so it has been incredible to welcome so many women of color onto this podcast this year and not only interview them about their project, their influence, their brand, company, whatever it might be, but also to give them room to speak upon their healing this year that they've been going through as well. So that definitely was a huge, huge, I don't know if you want to say cornerstone, but movement that we experienced this year with the podcast Mm -hmm. and definitely for the better. And then the last one was we were on Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow. This was pre-Dancing with the Stars. Also, wow, first I was the I was my first year watching Dancing with the Stars, which was wild. I am now like a Dancing with the Stars stan. And she was lovely. I think that was a really big milestone in our in our podcast and just um the reach that we have. And so uh, if you guys want to go listen to that episode, you can find it on Off the Vine. I love that. Yeah, that was that was really fun. That was super yeah. fun. She's the best. I mean, yeah, she's the best. She's the fucking best. Okay, things we made and cooked. Um, this was more so for you because I knew yeah. you like became a cook this year. So take it oh, away. Oh, did I? Oh, did I? Sisters, if you follow me at Scout Sobo on Instagram, you know that every Sunday I make pancakes. And here's why I make pancakes. I was reading Drew Barrymore's memoir. Love you, Drew. Not a good book. Um, there's one scene, it's real bad. There's one scene where she's pregnant with her fiance and she's trying to be domestic. So she's like, I'm going to make pancakes. And she burns the pancakes and she's like very upset about it. And so something in me was like, I want to try making pancakes. Now I didn't grow up eating pancakes. I never order pancakes. I have zero experience with consuming pancakes, but I just Googled pancake recipe, found one, made them, and Adam, my husband, said they were the best pancakes in the world. And then I started making them every single Sunday, and then my family who has come over to eat them have coincidentally also said they are the best pancakes in the world. So I have really loved doing that. I've also fallen in love with vegetables. I saute greens every single day. I char broccoli like it's my fucking business. I literally eat from so many vegetables. From pancakes to vegetables. <laughs> yeah, from pancakes to I just love vegetables. <laughs> I just go. Oh um, so I also, yeah, that's about it. It's really the sautéed veggies and the pancakes for me. Wow. It's the pancakes for me. Well, I'm a great cook. And when you came over, I literally cooked you breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. I know. It was, it was fabulous. Look, um, I can't say I... I'm the same you know I definitely leaned a little more into cooking this year obviously with the pandemic um but on but you know what sweet green is still my baby so okay this one's for you Mads favorite things we watched (laughs) okay um we'll just go through the list because we've talked about all these on previous episodes but I think the top ones that stand out that I've I mean look I've watched so much more than what is on this list but I'm just gonna give you the highlights so Queen's Gambit I mean I am now a chess player I can proudly say that I beat my boyfriend at chess two days ago and he was a very sore loser just gonna say and that was a highlight I think of 2020 is I beat him that I I am the Queen's Gambit next (laughs) next 
<laughs> um, it's Tiger King. I mean, ugh, but also great. That was that. Ugh. It, the only reason I say ugh is that it feels so early quarantine. It like hurts in my bones to even remember that time. Uh, but Tiger King was, I mean, took the took the world by storm. The Undoing, which we, you know, recently just watched and was impeccable. Incredible. 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 Normal people. I mean, talking about you reading the book, but. I never watched the TV show. What the fuck? Palm, the, the introduction of Paul Mescal into the world was just everything we needed in 2020. Why, you would love the show. I don't. It's I don't done know why so I artfully. Okay, that's your next show. You're, you need to watch Normal People. Okay. Um, and then wait, keep going on my list is Cheer was this year. Holy shit. Great, great show. Did Dave. Like that one. Oh, all right. Well, um, I binge watched Dave. Didn't know that I enjoyed. Um, oh, what is his name? Oh, this is good. But you um, talk about the one on your list. Yeah, the one on my list. Um, <laughs> I, I've watched a few of those, but the one that stands out, you know, I, as I was writing this list, I was like, did I watch Game of Thrones this year or last year? And I think it was last year. Um, it was last uh, year. It's Schitt's Creek. Schitt's Creek changed my life. Patrick and David have officially replaced Jim and Pam and Leslie Nope and Ben Wyatt in my mind. Whoa. That yeah, is big a statements. Big hot statements. take. Yep. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, sorry. So Dave is um portraying Lil Dicky. I apologize, Lil Dicky. Um forgot your name, but it's a great How do you forget <laughs> Lil Dicky's name? That is like how do you forget that? I, I don't know. I mean, just it's absurd. It's a but it it was a surprising show because I really didn't like Lil Dicky before and then I watched it and I was like, Oh, I have a little empathy for you. It's a it's a funny show. All right, and then last is Flight Attendant. Uh, great show on HBO Max. Kaylee Cuoco. Um, you know, if you have a boyfriend, I wouldn't recommend watching it with him because apparently men are obsessed with Kaylee Cuoco. I think she's beautiful, but like they're like they worship her. I didn't realize this when I was watching. Okay, she was on Big Bang Theory. Um, no, she was also she the that comedian. I don't know. He's friends with like uh joe rogan and all of them he went he did a cabin reality tv show series where he brings in different people to like learn a different spiritual lesson every day and he brought Haley cuoco or no kaylee cuoco kaylee cuoco and this other woman i forget who she was but they so clashed and it was so fucking awkward oh god wow why did she do that she does not need the money she has that big bang theory money rolling in she's friends with the guy it was like he brought all his friends in oh so weird okay anyway so that's my tv recap of 2020 um let us know what you think about those and if i i mean i i watched so much tv this year but those were the ones that stood out for sure i love it good job okay next next category is favorite memes or cultural zeitgeisty things that made us laugh uh, the Nevada memes coming in hot during election week. That was, I mean, God, there's, as we're talking, I'm like, fuck, there was an election. Fuck, there was this. I mean, so much happened. The Nevada memes took me through. They wrecked me. I, I, I just, you know, people are so funny. Like, how do people think of it? Like, I just am so happy to be part of the human race and like to be alive at this point in time because people are so fucking funny. 
normal people are, and that's why TikTok is so great. Sorry, sorry to bring us always back to TikTok, but that's what TikTok has illuminated is that so many just random people are f- fucking funny across the world. And we just don't know it because we don't see them having a huge following on Instagram. Like if you just are a funny kid in the middle of America, you can go viral on TikTok and you're fucking hilarious. And that's what happened with the Nevada memes. Nevada memes are really good. Um, Obviously, Tiger King was a hilarious meme culture zeitgeisty thing that really took over all of our minds, all of the internet, and all of the things. Um, I don't know what this next one is. I okay, mean, I I'll say do, the next one, too. You so say it. There was, <laughs> there was a meme that was like how it started versus how it's going, and it kind of took the internet by storm, um, and I think we did one, Scout, but... We did, and you fought me on it because I was like, we should put baby pictures of us and then current day pictures of us, and you didn't like that idea, but I thought it was very clever. Oh, okay. This is why you're not the memester in the family. <laughs> um, and then the last one, this is not a meme, but a cultural zeitgeisty thing, is um, Kardashians ending, leaving E, but going to Hulu, going what? to the streaming. Wait, they're, I thought they ended. They're, they're continuing? Oh, my God. Okay. I, Scout. I thought they're done. No. They just signed a d- – the E could not afford them anymore. So now they have moved to Hulu. Wow. Yes. They are I, They are going to be transitioning to Hulu so that they can have a lot more money. Is Courtney still going on? They're all going because they're getting paid. Oh, I thought this was – I was, like, sad for a whole day. Well, we <laughs> – we were all sad. I, I think it's going to take a different form, but it is supposed to be a reality show on Hulu. Okay. I don't think it's going to be called Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I think it's going to be something. I, I don't know, but I'm sure it'll be the same premise. I mean, their life is oh. their life. This was the year we got introduced to Kendall Jenner's Architectural Digest YouTube video of her house. This I forgot. How could I forget? This is the year I convinced you that Kendall Jenner was in is fact the best Kardashian. The best Kardashian. How could I forget this? This is the biggest moment of 2020 when we saw Kendall Jenner's home. That fucking home changed my um, life. Kendall Jenner, if you're listening, we will come over anytime you would like. Um, We will bring wine and we will bring sugarfish to you. And John and Vinny's. We'll bring you John. We'll bring you all of the bougie L.A. things that you deserve in that fucking home. Yeah, it's gorgeous. If you have not seen this YouTube video, I don't know what you're doing. G- g- I mean, just breathtaking. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Okay, yeah. let's move on to our favorite memories and bright spots. So I'll start with this one. This is the year I moved into a home, like a house. I moved out of an apartment into a house mm-hmm. with a beautiful yard and a garden um, with my husband and it felt really good. It felt kind of as if I was going through a lot of emotional changes in the beginning of the year. And even though I am, I turned 29 this year, I, I didn't really realize that I was an adult until this year. Um, and that came with a very emotional realization and a very empowering one. And so moving into this house felt as if it was the symbol of that emotional breakthrough and of me stepping into the next phase of my life. So um, it has been so special to have this home with my husband and to know it's like the first house. We didn't buy it. We're renting. Um, but it feels really, really special. So 
that was one of my favorite memories. Uh, the other favorite memory is that I got my little puppy Looney this year. I got Luna Champion Panda Bear Sobel in 2020, and she has been such a joy. She did wake me up at 6.45 this morning on a Sunday, but she woke me up with kisses, so that's all I can ask for. And then another favorite memory um, is... Well, I was going to talk about the fact that I found my curly hair, but that doesn't seem like so important. Another favorite memory and bright spot is I just had a moment to myself this year where I realized that I am no longer afraid of my bipolar disorder and my mental illness, that I feel so confident and strong standing on my own two feet, um, and that I am prepared for what life has for me. And we will get into this later. I'm not yet ready to share so much about this, but 2020 was the year that I got off all of my meds and am flourishing. Wow. This, I mean, queen shit right there. Wow. We love a growth moment. This is amazing, Scout. But also disclaimer, like if you're on meds, it's okay. It's not a- Oh, totally, totally. But just for your, your situation, it was better to be off it and- and you're still flourishing with it, which is without it. So it's it's been incredible to see it on my end, too. Uh, for those sisters out there that have siblings or have family members that suffer, not suffer, live with uh, depression or bipolar disorder or any mental illness, it um, it's a, it's the best year when you can see that family member and that loved one flourish and have a good year oh i love you meds love you too okay mine are not as profound actually you know what they are profound um i moved in with my boyfriend what finally i know wild um great moment I don't know why we didn't do sooner best decision of our lives um so it's been great it's been almost half a year because we, we moved in, in August. Yeah, it's like almost been a long time. So um, that. And then also I pre-launched Camber, which is my travel recommendations app that will be launching in 2021. And my co-founder and I, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. She listens to every episode of OKSIS. She's an OKSIS stan. Um, we decided to pre-launch uh, the Instagram and email newsletter. So if you would like to follow along for some travel tips um, and inspiration, feel free to, uh, follow us at Camber app and the app itself will be available. I am currently in Cambria and I just came back from Big Sur and Carmel and I used Camber to put together all my recommendations so that when Scout one day goes to Carmel and Big Sur, she doesn't have to text me and be annoying and be like, Hey, can you send me your, uh, Big Sur Rex? You could just go to my Camber and follow me. I love it. That I think you pre-launching Camber was one of the highlights of my sister career. Oh, you oh you have a career being a sister? Yeah, you're <laughs> a full-time job. <laughs> I love it. Okay, this next category is my favorite. Favorite quarantine purchases that are so specific to this year. I'm going to go. One, I got an electric whisk. This was one of the best purchases that okay, I Okay, not had. only did you get an electric whisk, you talked about your electric whisk so many times on the podcast, but forgot what got the word what it was, was. called. Yeah. Yes. 
I, I never remembered what it was called. So I wrote it down here. It's called an electric whisk. Uh, you can get it on Amazon for very cheap. So in the beginning of quarantine, we were all making that gross coffee, Dalgona coffee. Um, so we needed an electric whisk. And then now I have progressed to more uh, healthy alternatives. I, as everyone knows, I love Clever Blends and they have this like superfood adaptogen latte and you need an electric whisk to whisk it up. So it's great. Um, another thing that I bought, I mean, you guys know this, too many sweatsuits. I did a sweatsuit haul part two on the OKSIS Instagram at OKSIS podcast. So go check it out. Um, I highlight all of the remainder remaining sweatsuits that I've purchased since that part one um, haul all on IGTV. And then another is my laptop riser. I mean, obviously we're all working from home. So I got a laptop, a laptop riser and a Bluetooth mouse and keyboard. So I'm, I'm living in the future. Mm, I got the laptop riser, but none of that other stuff. Um, for me, my specific quarantine purchases were the bala bangles, the cute wrist and ankle weights that everyone saw on the Instagram who are also coincidentally my clients at Scouts Agency, which is the fucking best. We had Erica and Natalie. Natalie is the founder and Erica is her sister, who I believe is the creative director um, on the podcast this year as well. So it's been amazing to support them throughout the year. Um, And I got a Melissa Woodhealth subscription, which I am proud to report that I have been using pretty regularly. Not going to lie, I did four times this week with my ball is on. So thriving in that aspect. And then I believe that the To Be Magnetic Pathway subscription by Lisey Phillips is a very 2020 thing. Um, It was obviously very popular last year, but I believe so many people have jumped on the To Be Magnetic Lacey Phillips train, not only just to manifest, but to work through and unblock trauma from our past. So I think that's a very uh, 2020 specific purchase. 100%. I, I mean, it, 2020 was the year I was introduced to manifestation and came around on uh, on it. So Lacey Phillips, and I have to, to uh, thank for that. Not me? Not me like a little bit? Well, maybe a little bit. Okay, you introduced me to Lacey Phillips and then Lacey Phillips really, you know, took it home. Hmm. Okay. All right. Next category is favorite songs that we were introduced to. I haven't talked about this on the podcast, which is very uh, interesting. I was introduced to this artist. Her name is Clayro. Is it Clayro or Claro? It's unclear. I apologize to all the stands out there. But the song Sophia is just such a banger, such a bop. And um, she's kind of taken TikTok by storm. She's this like, like young woman. She's like the new Maggie Rogers, Heim-esque person. And um, would highly recommend checking out her music. It's very, um, very empowering to listen to. Obviously, we got Folklore. We got Evermore. We got... T-Swift up in the house. We got Exile with Boney Vare, which I literally cried to in a well, bath did you, by myself. Have you, lis- have you listened to um, her other Boney Vare songs on Evermore? No, not yet. Oh, well, what? <laughs> okay. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. Well, there is a song called Evermore on Evermore with Boney Vare, so I think you should listen to it. Oh, and you want to know what other song we got introduced to this year, Mads? What? WAP. W-A-P. We did. I was going to say anything by Megan Thee Stallion. 
Um, this is the savage remix moment this is a sa- yeah but what uh, also it's is it wop or wap um wop sounds a little bit more sophisticated than wap. oh oh does it <laughs> does it sound more sophisticated yeah no I'm the best to sophisticate best moment, this song best moment of 2020 was when i texted you and you did not know what it stood what it stood for and i had to enlighten you yeah and uh and this is also the year that you said pussy on record Mm. say Mm. it did i say it did the p word you mean the p word stand in your power scout (laughs) pussy okay are you happy God, oh, I fucking me, hate that word so much. Makes it makes me, me so happy. It makes me like cringe in my bones. Okay. All right. Let's let's move on to more um, happier topics. Current fixations that stood the test of 2020. So some things that we listed as current fixations that we still to this day are currently fixated on. Okay. So my list, I'll start with the women that I was currently fixated on. Uh, Gabby Bernstein, a spiritual teacher. Her books are amazing. Melissa Woodhouse, who we talked about earlier, and Sahara Rose, um, still obsessed with all three of those women. And some of the other fixations that stood the test of 2020 is Amazon Fresh and ordering from Whole Foods and having them delivered directly to my door. Not only is a quarantine social distancing dream, it is also a large time saver. Um, public goods. I still have their soap everywhere. I bought the kind of re, re, um, reusable dish soap. So it's quite sustainable. Um, Osea cleanser and really anything from Osea. I am falling in love with them as a brand. Um, I use their cleanser every day. Uh, love AG baby Amalfi hoops. I wear those every single day and my inner compass cards, which is a deck of cards that you pull. And I probably use those five times a week they have been the most amazing grounding centered reflective tool in my toolbox we love to see it um okay some current fixations that stood the test of 2020 for me the wide mouth mason jar the very large one still to this day drinking water from that guy every single damn day and next is claw clips claw clips had a moment but i i am here to say that i still i still uh I still use them. And then Nico's Small Market. I talked about them at length one episode. Um, still getting wine delivered straight to my door for free. The wine is not free. I apologize. The delivery is free. And she's an incredible woman in Los Angeles, local and um, natural wine that can be delivered to your door. So I still still am currently fixated on uh, her business. And then to be magnetic, Scout kind of touched on it before, but that has definitely been something I've been working through uh, through the remainder of 2020. And then the intelligent, sorry, the pl- the productivity planner from Intelligent Change, but also the five-minute journal. A lot of people have this journal. Um, I still write in it every single day. It's a great practice uh, to kind of formalize your gratitude practice, but also affirmations and making sure that you're also reflecting at the end of your day, not just starting off your day right. So I would highly recommend both of those journals um, if you want to start journaling in 2021. It's a great introduction. I love it. Those are some great current fixations. I know. We, we, we're we always current, currently fixated on things. Oh, 
Yeah. And it's fun to watch things change, especially because I put things into my routine and then I'll take things out of my routine and I'm really fluid with stuff like that. But when you get something that you're currently fixated on, it just improves your entire life. I mean, we're constantly fixated now. Oh, yeah. These current fixations are now constant. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk about, let's wrap this baby up and talk about what we want to bring into 2021. For me personally, I want to bring a lot of my lifestyle aspects of 2020 into 2021. I want to continue clearing my calendar, giving a lot of breathing time to just be and be still and put my phone away. I have been literally putting my phone away for up to six hours sometimes, um, especially on the weekends in a different room and just being unconnected and disconnected and unplugged from so much stimulus has been super life-changing. So going into 2021, I really want to maintain that relationship that I have to stillness and myself. I also want to take with me my spiritual um, awakening, my relationship to God and source and energy um, as well as the underlying um, the underlying strength or knowing or confidence that I have that I can truly handle my life and that I'm blessed to be given the human breadth of experience of emotions and that I will forever be grateful no matter which emotion decides to pay a visit at what time because that means that I am alive and that's the most important thing. Whew. How am I supposed to top that? I told okay. you, I went through a major transformation this year. I really, I, know, I dug I, but I, so I feel like deep I did too. You have transformed immensely. I mm-hmm. feel like you have started to get in touch with the fact that you have an, the opportunity to regulate, to assess, and to curate your emotional state at all times. I feel like you've tapped into how you feel and not just tapped into it, but have done what I've done and not run from discomfort, but rather learned through discomfort. Right. I mean, we learned from Tina Marie Clark to sit in the discomfort, to really lean into it and listen to it and find the solution from it rather than running. Um, And then also the magic in the mundane. That is something that I think definitely we learned in 2020 I mean it's the small moments and we have to find magic in them and that's kind of what I want to take into 2021 is you're really good at this and you excel at this scout is celebrating the small wins I think I have started to do that but I really want to lean into um, those smaller moments of accomplishment of goal achievingness and you know when I get to a certain milestone, not even milestone. If I just get through a day, yo, like what are we doing if we're not celebrating every daily life trajectory? So I think going into 2021, I want to continue this self assessment and self discovery and being able to really feel worthy of everything that is coming into my life and, and, welcome and accept those opportunities. I think a lot, a big one for me also 2020 is acceptance, acceptance of your current state, acceptance of who you are, the bad and the good and acceptance of things that come to you. I think I have been blocking or rejecting certain things that I think I want, but it's because I'm 
believing I'm not deserving of it, of it. So that's why they don't actually happen to me. So accepting of, of just everything around you, it's, it's really powerful practice and I have not fully succeeded, but we we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. We're doing, we're doing good. We're doing good. (laughs) And also I just want to quickly say, I know this doesn't really have anything to do with OKC's podcast, but I'm grateful that I am bringing in my team of Lauren, Lexi, and Sammy with my agency into 2021. Wow. Hi, girls. Yeah, I said your name. Hello. How uh, you doing? Yeah, hello. Say, your, say, say hello. hi back. Hi. Yeah, say hi. Okay. Say um, oh God. <laughs> let's wrap this up. But guys, sorry. God, that was really annoying. Um, Let's wrap this up. But we also have a lot of exciting news coming early 2021 that we will be talking about in just two to three-ish weeks. Um, So stay tuned for that. It's been awesome to see things progress with this podcast. And, you know, yes, I can't do it without my sister, but we also really can't do it without you guys. So I know. Talk about being grateful for for something. Like the you who who I'm speaking to in your ears right now, like (laughs) we are so grateful for you. This would none of this would happen without the incredible community that we have built around OKSIS. And, um, you know, if you want to join in on the community, go to our secret Facebook group, OK Sisters. And it's fucking popping in there. The type of women that we have been able to attract. I, I mean, they're cooler. They're so cool. Like they're so much cooler than us. Like, where did we where did these women come from? I love you guys. I know. And it was so weird. The other day, something happened to me. And my first reaction was like, oh, I have to tell Mads. I want to tell my husband and my family. And then I was like, oh, I have to tell the sisterhood. Like, it Mm -hmm. just made me, it was a moment where I was like, whoa, like this community is so a part of my life. And I think 2020 really brought that out. So we love you. Keep texting episodes to friends. Let's grow this baby as much as we can. And we'll catch you in 2021. Bye, sisters. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together.